Is your faith fully persuaded? Romans chapter 4 says, For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations as he had been promised. So numberless shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead because he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the bareness of Sarah's womb. No belief or distrust made him waver or doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was credited to him as righteousness. The King James Version says in that verse 21, he's fully persuaded. Is your faith fully persuaded? Do you have fully persuaded faith? Fully persuaded means no one can talk you out of what God has said. Welcome back to Kingdom Increase with Amanda Hall. I'm Amanda Hall, wife to Rodney, mom to Cecily, and pastor at Kingdom Increase Church in Jerseyville, Illinois. Well, what's up, y'all? <laughs> I'm excited to share with you today. I'm going to share with you a brief story that I read in a book. And to start out, I want to look at four different passages of Scripture. I first want to go to Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4. Today's podcast will probably be a little short, but this is what I sensed in my spirit uh, to share with you um, this morning and kind of just leave it uh, at, at that as I share uh, the story. But let's jump into the scriptures. I'm going to share four scriptures that basically say the same thing about faith. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4. Look at the proud. His soul is not straight or right within him, but the just and the righteous man shall live by his faith and in his faithfulness. The just shall live by faith. Amen. Now let's go to Romans chapter one and verse 17. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith, as it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. Again, the just shall live by faith. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. Now it is evident that no person is justified through the law for the scripture says the man in right standing with God or the just or the righteous shall live by and out of faith. And he who through and by faith is declared righteous and in right standing with God shall live. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The just shall live by faith. And finally, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 but the just shall live by faith. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. So when we are right with God, we're right with God uh, through faith in his grace. Amen. That is how we accept this free gift of righteousness from God through faith. It's a righteousness that we read in these scriptures that begins, stems, starts with faith and leads to more faith. 
And this is the reality of living a life of faith. It's not based on our own works, but it's based on God's goodness and what he has done. But I love that when you look at this, there, there was four scriptures, one in the Old Testament and three in the New Testament that all basically say the same thing. The just or the righteous shall live by faith. Four times this truth is revealed. It's obvious that this is actually a key to living. The just shall live by faith. So if the righteous or the just live by faith, it only goes to say, you better know what faith is and how it works. <laughs> Amen. And I could spend a, a, a lot of, a lot of time at teaching on this. This is something that, um, you know, I've been delving into myself and getting a better and clearer understanding by revelation from the spirit of God and what it actually means, what faith is and how it works. But I really want to focus today on a story um, <clears throat> that I read in Pastor Mark Hankins' book, The Spirit of Faith. And this story just speaks so much to me. And so I'm kind of just going to give you an overview um, but it's going to sound pretty similar to how he wrote it. So I wanted to let you know where I first read uh, the story because it's actually a personal experience that he had. And he talks about in the book, the spirit of faith. I would, I would encourage you to, to get the book. It's, it's really a phenomenal book. I love a uh, pastor. Mark, um, uses a lot of stories, a lot of real life stories, uh, many his own as well as others that he's known or that he's read about. And so it just really kind of brings a lot of these truths from the word of God and what the spirit of faith is and what it means, what, not only what it is, but how we live by it. Because like I said, when you consider the fact, I just read four scriptures that all say the just or the righteous shall live by faith. Then that is a key to living. If we're going to live by faith, faith is extremely important. But I have found through experience and knowing believers and ministering in various places and various churches and different meetings and stuff, though many people can, can, um, can understand that they need to have Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior and grab a hold of that by faith. Even that faith is weak because they don't fully understand what Jesus accomplished for them um, on the cross. But that seems to be about as, as far as they can actually get. They have a hard time of actually living by faith. They're surviving, but they're not thriving. They're not really living. A lot of Christians aren't really living. And, and so God, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. In the Amplified Classic, it says, I have come that you might have life, um, to the full, or it says you might have lot, you might have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows. And many Christians just do not have that revelation do not know how to live that way when the scripture tells us the way we live abundant life is through faith. So it's important for us to understand that faith. And so let me just share this story. He's talking, he talked about how one time when he was ministering in Albuquerque, New Mexico, he was actually invited to actually the world's largest hot air balloon festival. And at the time when he went, there were over 700 hot air balloons flying in the sky all of them at the same time. And they were actually in a hot air balloon race. There was a designated target 
that every balloon was aiming for and whoever could get the closest to that target was going to win. And so actually there was a person in the church that he was ministering to, he talks about, that actually had a hot air balloon in that competition. And so Pastor Mark went up um, with him. But he said not long after that they took off, the, the guy that had the hot air balloon that he was um, in, with told him that he had absolutely no control over the direction of the hot air balloon. <laughs> I'm not sure. If I was up there, I'd say, okay, I think we should go back to the ground right now, right? <laughs> but the guy said, I actually have no, absolutely no control over the direction of the hot air balloon. He said, but there's one thing that we have control over, and that is the altitude of the balloon. Come on now. Somebody knows where I'm going with this. He said he has absolutely no control over the direction of the hot air balloon, but he has total control over the altitude of the balloon. And he said, so while they're there, they take note that all of the balloons that were flying around a thousand feet were headed south. But the target was on the north side of Albuquerque. So all those balloons at about a thousand feet altitude were not headed in the right direction for the target. But the guy that Pastor Mark was riding with pointed out that the balloons that had made it to 3,500 feet altitude were actually heading north. Why? Because there was a different wind blowing at 35,000 feet that was causing the balloons to go a different direction. So he said that guy did what he needed to do so that they could climb to 3,500 feet and gradually they made their way down to the target. The only thing they could control in that balloon was their altitude. And by adjusting their altitude, right, their height in the sky, by adjusting the height that they, were, they went to, they made it to their destination. Now stop and think about this. Remember, we're talking about faith and I put hot air balloon faith, amen? <laughs> hot air balloon faith. And Pastor Mark goes on to say that that experience reminds him, and this is exactly what I've seen in the body of Christ, what I've seen as a pastor over the years, people have come and people have gone and some have stayed and, you know, some only visited once, some visited a few times, some stayed a few months, some stayed a few years, um, you know, some never would come or, or, you know, or whatever, but I've known many, many believers, many that I obviously don't go to church with, don't go to our church, or I've never gone to church with, or I've seen in meetings, or I've ministered to at various other meetings, but the reality is, is this, this hot air balloon, I call it hot air balloon faith, it's, <laughs> how, it's how I see it, but this concept of the control over the altitude, the control over your height, Pastor Mark says that reminded him of, of people that follow Jesus and obeying God. And you'll see this lots of times in Christians. It seems like, and I'm talking about Christians. Many times it seems like their life is always headed south, right? There's always some major issue going on, some problem. They're always in some, uh, you know, turmoil in their life or whatever. And many Christians just think that that's life. They think that's the hand that God has dealt them, their lot in life or whatever. But I actually... The reality is if they want their life to head north, 
then they're going to have to go higher. Come on now. The reason their life keeps going south isn't because God doesn't love them. Isn't because God doesn't have a great plan for their life. Isn't because God doesn't desire for them also to live an abundant, more abundant to the full till it overflows a life that they can enjoy. Isn't because God designed them to live miserably, but it's because they don't understand what it's going to take to go a different direction in life. And many Christians are like this. Your, you and I are going to have to rise up in faith. We're going to have to rise up in the reality of our redemption, what Jesus has paid for, for us. We're going to have to rise up in the spirit. Amen. Come on now. We're going to have to rise up in the spirit. We're going to have to go to new heights. But here's the key. The just shall live by faith. And you know what the opposite of faith is? Many times we say the opposite of faith is fear. But the way I see it, I see it differently. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Or in the NET, it says, For we live by faith, not by sight. So I personally do not believe fear is the opposite of faith. I believe sight is the opposite of faith. And when I say sight, I'm not just talking what you see with your two natural eyes. Sight is representative of all five of our natural senses. All five of our natural senses. Not just our sight, but our taste, our smell, our hearing, and our feeling. And so many Christians live in the realm of the natural They never learn how to live in the realm of the spirit. In order for our direction to head north, or in order for our life to head north, in order for us to live out everything God has for us, we've got to go a different direction. Everything in life can't always be going south. Amen. (laughs) We should not be going from test to test, trial to trial, trouble to trouble. We should be going from glory to glory, strength to strength, and victory to victory. And now granted, it is true, in order to be going from victory to victory, there will be fights, right? But the reality is, is that the people that go from victory to victory don't have their eyes on the fight, they have their eyes on Jesus. They don't have, you know, they don't have um, their their eyes uh, on the trouble. They have their eyes on uh, the way out of that trouble. His name is Jesus. But most many Christians live by their natural senses. And so the opposite of faith is sight or your natural senses. For we live by faith, not by sight. Too many believers are living by their feelings and living by their circumstances. They're letting their circumstances dictate how they're going to live life today instead of rising above those circumstances in faith, rising in the spirit, learning, tapping in to the voice of God and that voice of faith that will cause you to rise up over your circumstances so that you can see from a different perspective. Anybody knows that the higher you rise, the larger your perspective is. The higher you go on a mountain, the more that you can see what's going on around you. And many times the reason believers never get out of this life cycle of trouble followed by trouble, trial followed by trial, um, 
difficulty followed by difficulty is because they never rise higher. They never rise higher than their circumstances. They're always living, controlled, directed, and moved by their feelings, moved by their circumstances. They're moved by what's in their checking account. They're moved by how their body feels. They're moved by these negative, fearful, anxious lies from the pit of hell thoughts that they feed on on a regular basis, right? They're moved by past experiences or rather they're stuck um, in in non-movement, right? They're just stuck in a rut because they're fearful because of past experiences. They're, They're letting their life be controlled by their feelings and their circumstances. But if you let your life And if you live by your feelings and by your circumstances, then you're like those hot air balloons that were just flying right at a thousand feet and your life is always going to be headed south. But if you'll rise up in the spirit, if you'll rise up in faith and dare to believe as Abraham did in the story that I shared at the beginning in the book of Romans in chapter four on Abraham, If you'll just dare to believe what God says and not let your faith be shaken, if you'll be fully persuaded where no one, no feeling or no circumstance can talk you out of what God has said concerning who you are, what you have and what you can do. If you can have fully persuaded faith, then you're going to continue to rise up in the spirit. And when you rise up in a spirit, there is another wind blowing. Hallelujah. There is another wind blowing the higher you rise in the spirit, the higher you rise in faith that will take you to God's divine destiny for your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I call that hot air balloon faith. And that's inspired by the story that I read in Pastor Mark Hankins' book, The Spirit of Faith. I'm telling you, God is calling you higher. He wants to show you how to rise higher in the spirit. It's time to stop living at the level of the natural. Christians' lives, many of them are always headed south, go from one chaotic circumstance to another. There's always discord in their life. There's always trouble in their life. There's always a major issue that's going on because they're living in the natural realm. We are called to live in the spiritual realm. That is the realm of faith. The natural realm is the realm of sight where you're controlled by your feelings and your circumstances. We can't truly live without faith for the just and the righteous shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this just simple illustration of faith and what it means to rise above our circumstances, our situations, and our feelings and just be fully persuaded of what you have said. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Ababababadroshe, idre katada shotokupo monde de bedrinta kassiti. Udrake bedros shokaba, undrende da basiki, idrokanda basho topodo da mende, idrekita bashe. May every one of us move out of this realm of the natural and learn how to rise higher and live in the spirit. Hallelujah. Live in the place of faith, which is the place of the spirit, which is to live in the spirit realm, not in the natural realm. Hallelujah. We give you glory and we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the faith that is rising even now in every person that is listening to this. Thank you, Lord God. If their life has been continually headed south, I thank you now by the, your word and faith that comes by hearing that word. Their life is, t- is changing direction. Hallelujah. As they choose not to be moved by circumstances or be moved by their feelings or their emotions. Instead, they set your eyes, their eyes on you, Jesus. And as they do, the spirit of faith rises. They rise in the spirit. Their altitude is changing and it's changing rapidly. They're moving higher. And as they do, they're going to catch a different wind. Hallelujah. That's going to move their life in the direction of your divine destiny. In Jesus name, I give you glory. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 Be blessed by the word of God today. Chew on this. Meditate on it. Think about it. Study those scriptures that I shared with you today on faith. Hallelujah. And let every rope and chain that has you attached to to your feelings and to your circumstance be destroyed by the anointing. Hallelujah. Even now so that you can rise higher in the spirit and rise higher in faith, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, that's all I got for you today. I'll see you next week.